Hi, so we're back for another episode. Hopefully it will be fun, uplifting and very adventurous for us both. There are four years between us, but you remark that some days, which feel like months, it feels like 400 as you lay four inches from me in a single bed containing two singles, stupidly supposing that nothing suspicious will occur. I am listening to subliminals through earphones turned down low, so I can hear all the effort you go to to pretend you're asleep as you explore me. And I feel like a fraud because I spent all day telling the walls, carpets, windows and washing machine that it isn't weird for you to be here. Some say that, much like riding a bike, you never forget how to... Well, as you may know, I never learned how to safely ride a bike, but according to an anecdote you shared with the one who was merely a world apart many worlds ago, that you then shared with me after sharing my bed, sharing a cigarette, I am surprisingly proficient for someone with no balance, no dexterity and no hand-eye coordination. A fun fact for you, I, I'm not actually sure if I've shared this fun fact, and actually it's not really fun, but there we are. I cannot actually ride a bike. I, I don't, I don't trust it, you know what I mean? I mean, how does it, how does it work? What is that all about? I remember quite vividly, um, the two times, really, that I've attempted to ride a bike have ended in sheer terror really uh the first time it was christmas my mum got me a bike for christmas right so i go out trying to ride it it all listen it all goes to shit i end up with a broken nose blood all over my new christmas dress it was a disaster it was a disaster right and then the second time we had to do this course in the final year of primary school called cycling proficiency right huh yeah and um well let's just say I was not very proficient and so um on the last day I felt like I was vaguely competent and so me and some of my friends decided to ride our bikes home right disaster strikes again now this time I didn't break my nose but what did happen was I ended up almost getting run over by a bus and crashing into a field it was not delightful and so now I just I just refuse to entertain the concept of bikes I I don't no that's that's not happening for me but <laughs> but I guess I, I don't know I was just kind of thinking about because it you know that there's the whole thing about you know when people say like things that you know naturally and they're like oh it's just like riding a bike you never forget which frankly I feel is a scam because I mean some people can't ride bikes you know but there are some things that some people just I, I don't know <laughs> anyway yeah so I I I I I mean, that that poem, if you couldn't tell, is definitely not actually about bike riding. Um, And I I mean, 
you you can think it's about bike riding if you want obviously when I write something and I put it out into the world then you know their intentions will go on to it as they would like to and so if you would like to think that that's a nice thing about riding bikes then I support you but I also think you might be a tad naive <laughs> I kind of miss that though you know the um you know sort of things going over your head and not really getting them I think that's a nice a nice way to live but um if you'd like a straight answer, yeah, definitely not about riding bikes. They asked you one more time to be stronger than the demons that stole you. Because nobody's going to save you, sweetheart beyond begging you to be here one more time, even if they won't give you a reason to stay. They stole your heart, dragging it from your chest and up your throat, though it begged to be with you, because there was no greater love. But there was money to be made from your separation and desperation. They started writing your last goodbye on the back of the betrayals they walked you into, rehearsing your funeral before you even died couldn't love you when they had a chance, making you the media's greatest masterpiece, blinded by your tears in Belgrade, begging for your beautiful broken heart to be laid to rest beside you. They kept your heart in a glass box, surrounded by gold records. Hi, I'm here to represent the union of angry Amy Winehouse stands um and I have something to say <laughs> but seriously I I loved her I still do but you know I I loved her music and I loved her personality I thought she was a wonderful person even though I didn't know her um and I remember um before she died I remember seeing so many magazines and newspapers making fun of her all the time, um, you know, and and people saying about how she was a, a bad person and, uh, you know, a bad influence and things like that. And it was frustrating because it was very clear that she was going through a lot and it doesn't take a genius to work out that a ton of media scrutiny is probably making it worse. I I don't think, personally, that the, the medical problems, and let's be clear here, it's, it's pretty much confirmed at this point that things like addiction are a medical issue, right? So I don't feel that medical problems of celebrities are public interest. I, I don't think we need to know that, you know? Um... I don't think that any of these journalists who sat there writing that kind of stuff or the photographers who followed her everywhere or any of those people, I don't think that they were doing that out the kindness of their heart trying to try and make her better because I think they knew deep down it wasn't going to. It was probably making it worse. 
But then she died. And suddenly all of those same people who had spent years trashing her in public, trying to make her probably look and feel worse than she already did, suddenly they were all like, oh my God, Amy, our angel, we're so sad, oh my God. And I'm like, really, bitch? Because you didn't seem that sad when you were constantly chasing her down the street with your camera. You didn't seem that sad when you were going to all of her friends trying to get gossip and dirt about her when she was alive. You didn't seem that sorry when you were constantly making fun of her and, you know, tearing her apart, even though it was very clear that she she didn't need that. And then suddenly you want to turn it around and act like you're sorry. Okay, that's very cute, you know. And I don't know, I guess I was feeling some type of way about it the other day. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, it's, it's not just her either. It happens with pretty much every, every person. Um, I, I, as you may know, I love Mariah Carey as well. And I remember when she, around the time Glitter was released, she was not in the best place. And there was lots of people in the media who, again, because they wanted to get, they wanted to make some money off of that. And so they were writing all these stories and publishing all these photos and things like that and making fun of her. But then a couple of months ago, when she talked about her bipolar diagnosis and about how in 2001, when Glitter was released, she was having a lot of mental health problems. All of these same media outlets were suddenly like, oh my God, she's so brave for talking about this. And I'm like, you, oh, you really want to come that way, huh? Really? Like you weren't joining in on tearing her to pieces at the time? Really? Okay. Right then, because you know the lambs are pay, you know how it is. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I don't know, I just have a lot of feelings about it because I think that you know, people, people only want to be kind to people in the spotlight when it's too late, when it's too late for them to appreciate it. Once Amy Winehouse had died, it was too late for all those people to say, hey, maybe we should understand why she was going through those things. Maybe we should understand why, you know, maybe we should have been nicer to her. And I'm like, well, she's dead. It's too late. <laughs> you, you fucked up. It's too late. She's gone now. She's not here to appreciate you, you know, swallowing your words and being nice for once. It's It's too late. You know, it's too late for you to say, you know what, despite her problems, which really were her business and her business alone, despite that, she was a very talented musician and she, she seemed like a very nice girl. It's too late. She can't hear you. She's not here, you know? And I just, I just find it very, very two-faced and very mean-spirited, but also very on brand. You know what I mean? Because I think that, you know, it happens a lot. 
you know, in the media. Like I saw a news thing this morning. I mean, it was in, I think, the, the Daily Star, so it's not exactly the, the height of award-winning journalism, but still. Um, there was a news story about um, kids in this school who were having sort of extra classes to help them, you know, to open up about their mental health and to um, help them to deal with, you know, things like anxiety and, and things like that which personally I think is great and I think I, I would have fucking loved that when I was at school and I'm so happy that kids now get to have that because it's going to be life-changing for some of them it really really is um but the, the headline they used was something about snowflakes and basically making fun of these kids for you know reaching out and wanting that support right but I bet you anything Right. And and I say this because I've literally seen it from these same newspapers that will make fun of these kids for needing help. I hope it never happens again. But if something happens to a child because they can't get mental health support, those same newspapers will be saying it's a tragedy. But yet they are willing to tear apart children, literal children, for reaching out and wanting help. And I just... And I'm not saying it's everybody who works in the media or journalism because it's clearly not. But there is a lot of, frankly, cruelty that sort of is rushing around. And I just I just think it's sad, you know. We're all only here for so long and life is hard enough as it is. Do we really need to be dicks to each other? You know what I mean? Just be nice to people while you can. Because you don't know when you're not going to get that opportunity anymore and do you really want the last thing somebody thinks to be people hated me people made fun of me people laughed at me nobody would help me is that is that really the legacy that you want in that person's mind you know what I mean like I don't know just be nice you know it's not hard He sends me intimate letters filled with thinly veiled issues. Tells me tales of all the ways he failed to find happiness on the path he chose. Trying to be joyful, but he's hateful and ungrateful. Until everything around him warps, his whole world taking on his barren way of being. Until he's wandering through clouds of chaotic isolation, seeing the world in black and white. I am apparently a lighter shade of grey, almost verging on colour if I hold him right or stay on the phone as he falls asleep. He says I remind him of this bold but cold broad that saw potential in him once upon a time. And he believes I'm made of madness and magic that can fix him. He asks me if I love him sincerely every single time he writes. And I reply with the same wry, sincerely as how I end my letters, but never how I live my life. Hoping he will never know that I have wallpapered my room with his words. If he wants me mad, magic, 
bold and cold. And I will icily exist, freezing out his panic with frosty fingertips, enchanting him every night until we are both mad and glad to be stuck inside, avoiding the sleep that I have successfully conjured to keep him close. I will never let him know, but I felt warm, sane, human and changed for the very first time when he wrote to me with such tenderness. I used to be in love with this person and like at first we had like a like normal we're here together two people kind of thing but then uh I moved very far away so um we would write letters to each other and I guess I don't know he had this idea of me and who I was and it wasn't quite how I saw myself, you know, I, <laughs> I think sometimes because I can be quite, like, you know, shy and stuff in person, um, so I think some people think I'm quite cold, I think being an Aquarius doesn't help with that, because we do have a reputation, but, um, but he liked that, and he also, he had this kind of expectation because he thought there was a lot wrong with him. And so he had this expectation that I, I would fix that and that I was going to make that all better. Um, although I'm not sure how I would achieve that if I was so withdrawn. But um, anyway, and, and you know, it was a lot of pressure sometimes reading those letters and, and, and hearing all those things that he expected and having all these things that I had to fulfill in a sense but I wanted to you know because I I loved him and I I wanted to be exactly what he needed but the truth was is that I was a different person to the person that was in his head and um you know that kind of I guess was a problem but <laughs> I I mean I I found some of his letters the other day and I was just thinking about it so I just kind of you know <laughs> thought about him and and just wrote about him because that's how I process things I don't know how to deal with in real life. I do hope it's not too um terrible to reference my own work by the way. <laughs> Uh, because for those who are familiar with my work, if not, by the way, just a random reminder, you can visit my website and you can read the poem that I originally stole one of the lines from the one I just read, um, as well as many other things on my website, which is jenniferwan.com. But anyway, um, I, I stole the line about, um, sincerely is how I end my letters, that one. Uh, from another poem I wrote previously, which is also called Sincerely Jennifer. So, and it's also from a mini collection called Sincerely Jennifer. I'm really just stealing stuff from myself. Um, but it's me, so it's okay. I mean, who am I going to complain to? Me? No, no, I'm not. Um, but yeah, 
I <laughs> I just thought it would, it would be kind of a fun little, you know, callback, I guess. Um, but yes, just as a reminder, there are literally hundreds of free things you can read on my website and there's videos and fun stuff like that. done. I have no right to, but I wish you got high less. I took a gamble with the guy I loved, sending him round the roulette wheel. Ribs and pretty face, broken by the blades of your bad habits. While I sit on your steps, smoking all your cigarettes, singing sad songs to the moon. Darling, just out the way, where I can pretend that I can't see you unravelling revealing all the ways I wounded you before running away to pour alcohol and anxiety onto my own war trophies. One in battles that I lost far before our time. Darling, I wish I could drink less and ignore you more, but when I am narcotic, I am nostalgic for you. My disgruntled daddy, Blake, Sid, Clyde, Romeo, I am a glamorous groupie, a criminal chanteuse, dying to die with you, because living apart feels too hard. Darling, when the night comes, and goes, and then the morning comes, my ballads replaced by birds who believe in the sunrise, I hope you'll be alive to understand that I am overstating my intentions and affections. When I loved you, I was just a girl. I don't know how to love you like a grown-up yet. That's actually an amalgamation of two different songs that I wrote and have yet to release because I am the worst. Um, I... Um, I just... I had these ideas around you know, things, um, kind of, that had happened a long time ago, and, you know, people that I, I loved a long time ago, and, and how I'm not really sure how to love them now, because everything is different, and I'm different, and, well, maybe they're not, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know I guess because I as a person change or changed so much from where I was like 10 years ago or five years ago even sometimes even five months ago in some respects I guess I expect everyone else to do that too and so then I'm you know I'm not sure how to react if if they haven't and then you know it kind of throws me back to when I I, I felt that way about them and you know I know that it's not normal or healthy for me to think that way um you know 
and I shouldn't think about everything that's happened because I should be just sort of moving forward and and that's great advice when you read it on some you know Instagram caption or in some self-help book but life is really that simple and sometimes you're just gonna drink a bunch of cider and maybe make some nostalgic mistakes I don't know <laughs> um and then you're gonna write several songs about it and then also a poem it'd be like that sometimes I'll be back next week uh, with another episode. Uh, between now and then, you can find me on my website, which is jenniferwan.com and has lots of fun, cool things there for you to do and see and read and watch and listen to and so on and so forth. Um, you can also find me on social media uh, with the username at MissJSquared on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere, really. Um... You can also support uh, this show and other things that I do on Patreon. Uh, subscriptions start from a dollar. Um, and you get lots of exclusive content um, and things like that. Um, there's also coffee and PayPal if you just want to do like a little one-off situation. Um... Oh, I always get stuck here. I never know. Oh, I <laughs> the new record is out. Um and you can you can listen to that on all of your streaming services. You can also uh, it's on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, uh Google Music, so much so we use that. Tidal everywhere. Um there's also uh an expanded edition on Bandcamp. Uh, or you can buy the CD version uh, on my website, which is, again, jenniferwan.com. And all the CDs are signed, so that will be fun for you, I guess. <laughs> um, I have my new book coming out at the end of this month on the 31st of May. Uh, it's called Old Brown Eyes is Back, and it is a lot of poetry um, because that's that's what I do. <laughs> so uh, that'll be out at the end of the month um, you can find details about that on my website um, so I'm really excited to share that with you as well uh, lots of love to uh, my friend Amanda from Patreon um, and I will see you guys next week good night my love <laughs>